Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, to Jody Coward's Twisted Perspectives, where it is twisted to broaden your perspective on the things of God. Romans 12.2 teaches us that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can discern and understand the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Our lives can only be transformed by changing the way we think. At Twisted Perspectives, our goal is to help you discover the things of God and the culture of His kingdom. Our goal is to help you strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ, even if we have to twist your perspective to do I am your host from Blood of the Land Ministries, Jody Coward. Welcome to Twisted Perspectives. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, listen, before we get started on today's episode, I need to give you a couple of updates on a couple of things. First and foremost, my podcast producer, Ted, he has been struggling with some health issues, and I've had to take on the responsibility of editing and producing the podcast myself. So it's been a a learning curve, let's call it that. (laughs) Secondly, since we did the service of Fire and Hope down in Abilene, Texas, Fire and Hope just kind of blew up. Uh, We weren't expecting it to do that. Aaron and I thought we would go down there and do a service and come back and get back to life as normal. And that is far from what has happened. Praise God. Uh, We booked one for Poto, Oklahoma. We booked one for Locust Grove, Oklahoma. We booked one in Muskogee, Oklahoma. We are looking at doing some over in Arkansas and another one down in Texas. So if you would, please be praying about that with us. But like I said, it just blew up. We weren't expecting that to happen. So it's all praise to God. We give God all the glory. We give God all the praise. Now for today's episode, I want to talk to you about a subject, do what you said you will do. I was raised by a very good, honest, and hardworking man. He was a man of uncompromising morals and an extremely high standard of integrity. He believed in them so much that he taught me those same characteristics, and for the most part, I've tried my best to live by those same standards, morals, and characteristics. And the funny thing is, the older I get, the more important those things become to me. However, there is one standard one characteristic that has had the biggest impact on me, and in fact, it's the one that cost me the most to learn. My dad once told me, he said, now Joe Boy, and that's what he called me a lot of times was Joe Boy, not Jody, or other things. (laughs) He said, Joe Boy, when you tell somebody that you will do something, then you do it. Even if you didn't shake that person's hand, you do it no matter what it costs you. You gave your word, and your word will tell people all that they need to know about you. Your word will tell them if you're honest or if you're a liar. Your word will give you a good name, or it will give you a bad name. So when you tell someone that you will do something, then you keep your word, and you do what you said you will do. And like I said earlier, this lesson is the one that cost me the most to learn. And what I mean by that, I think I was about 10 or 11 years old, And to make money, I had a paper route. And in the summertime, I even mowed yards for people in our neighborhood. And I had told this one particular customer that I would be by on a Saturday morning to mow their yard. Well, before Saturday came, my friend asked me to go fishing on Saturday. And so I pretty much just pushed my customer and their yard off to Sunday. I mean, seriously, folks, 
If you ask a kid, especially me, if he wants to go fishing or go to work, nine times out of ten, that kid is going fishing. My thought was that I could always mow the yard on Sunday and then explain to my customer why I didn't show up on Saturday. That day, my decision to postpone the yard and go fishing, well, it turned what had been a really good, fun, and extra fun day into an extremely long, bad, and painful day. I had left to go fishing around 7 o'clock in the morning. There was a creek in the neighborhood where my friend lived, and we spent the entire day fishing, catching frogs and crawdads, and just being boys. When I got home, it was late in the afternoon, and my dad was waiting with my lawnmower, my rake, and the gas can. And at this point, it hadn't yet dawned on me the gravity of my choice to go fishing. Now understand that in my mind, I had already worked out my choice of when and what I was going to do as far as mowing my customer's yard. My dad asked me if I had mowed the yard of my customer, and I explained to him that my friend asked me to go fishing and that I was going to go mow it on Sunday. My dad said, your customer called, Uh uh-oh, and they were wondering why you hadn't come by this morning like you told them that you would do. So you will go right now. And you will mow that yard. But first, first you're going to get a whipping. He said, I've told you before about keeping your word and how important it is, but you didn't listen to me. So now you're going to get a whipping and maybe then you'll learn. Now I got to tell you, brothers and sisters, that of all the whippings and spankings that I'd gotten as a kid, there was only one that was way more painful than this one. And just to throw this in there, the Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. I think we need to get back to whipping our kids and making them behave. That's just me, though. I learned that lesson that my father had taught me that day about keeping my word. And I promise you, I went and mowed that yard, and I got home well after dark. I was tired, I was hungry, but I promise you this, ladies and gentlemen. I mowed that yard. I raked and I bagged up all that grass, and I probably even did a better job than I normally did on it. In fact, this lesson I learned so well that day that now, today, I will tell anybody that tells me they will do something, I will say to them, don't you tell me that if you're not going to do it. Now, if you can't do it or you won't do it, just tell me, but don't tell me that you're going to do it and then not do it. And I say that because I'm very serious about keeping my word on anything that I tell a person that I will do. And I want that person to know that I expect the same treatment from them. I was recently thinking about that day of fishing with my friend and that lesson that I received that day that happened probably close to 50 years ago. And yeah, you guessed it, ladies and gentlemen, that got my twisted mind to thinking. Why do people doubt God? Why is it that we're when we're facing a tremendous challenge or a tough season in our life, that we seem to start doubting God. Do you realize that we can negate and void our prayers by doubting God? Have you ever noticed this, that we only doubt God when we forget what he's done for us in the past? I'm talking about doubt. I'm not talking about unbelief. Doubt and unbelief are different. They are not the same thing. Doubt is a state of being unsure about something. Doubt is also to call into question the truth. Doubt is a lack of confidence or complete trust in God. Doubt also means to waver between two mindsets. While unbelief is simply a lack of faith, 
Unbelief is rooted in loving the wrong things. Unbelief could possibly stop God from working in your life. I mean, seriously, brothers and sisters, if you don't believe God, why should he help you? As a matter of fact, the book of Hebrews says that those who draw near to God must believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Doubt says, I don't believe it. Convince me and then I will believe it. On the other hand, unbelief says, I know it is not. So with whatever it is that you're facing today, my question to you is this. Are you in doubt or unbelief? It's my personal opinion that I believe a lot of Christians struggle with doubt. And if you're one of those Christians, please allow me to encourage you that if you do find yourself in doubt of God's promises, don't allow yourself to question the truth that you already know about God. Don't let the enemy attempt you to misplace your confidence in the Word of God. Don't allow you to waver between the two thoughts of one day you know that God will do it, and then the next day, because of the pain of your situation, you think that maybe God won't. The book of James teaches us that this is having a double and unstable mind. James also says that the person who does this should not expect to receive anything from God. Brothers and sisters, I believe that a lot of Christians struggle with doubt. I say this because I listen to what they say. Jesus said that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So if we listen to what people say, we can pretty much tell what they be- that person believes. What are you speaking about your situation? Are you speaking the life of the word of God? Or are you speaking the death to it with the words of your doubt? Or worse yet, are you not speaking about your situation at all? Now I want to go over a few scriptures that should put to rest any doubts about God and what he said that he would do. The book of Numbers twenty three nineteen says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor son of man that he should repent. He has said it, and he will, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make good on it? Isaiah forty six eleven says, Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel. This is God speaking. Indeed, I have spoken it, and I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will also do it. Job 38, 4 says, Where were you? God asked Job this question. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have any understanding. In other words, brothers and sisters, who are we to question God? Who are we to doubt God? If God has kept his word for you before, then you should already know that he'll keep his word. He always keeps his word. God will not fail you. God's delaying something is not God's denial of something. God's word is always good. His word is as good as his name. In fact, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. God keeps his word because he is the word. And that should tell us, brothers and sisters, all that we need to know about our Papa God. He always does what he says. In fact, I think he invented this characteristic of do what you said you will do.
Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, thank you guys so much for joining us today on Twisted Perspectives. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to let us twist your perspective. I do pray that today's episode was a tremendous blessing to you. I also want to encourage you to help get involved with us. Let us know how God has used our podcast to bless you. I also would like to encourage you to send in your opinions, your suggestions on how to make Twisted more effective for you. But most importantly, please send us your prayer request and our prayer team will pray and we will come into agreement with you in Jesus' name. Feel free to send all of your inquiries to jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D-5-9 at gmail.com. Oh, hey, hey, one more thing before I go. Be sure to click the like button and download our episodes on whatever app that you're choosing to listen to us on. And please, ladies and gentlemen, help us grow our program by sharing our link with your friends and your family. After all, we are blessed to be a blessing. And until next time, brothers and sisters, remember, Revelation 12:11 says, We overcome the wicked one by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Hallelujah to Jesus.